Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to Season 1, Episode 4 of The The Castle Castle Chat. Chat. Hey guys, how you doing? Hello, hello. Happy episode four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We officially jumped into, this would be, for recording once a week, this would be a month of recording. This is super exciting. Yeah, I love it. Um, what's our episode about today? Today is our resort review and recap, and what resort are we reviewing today? The lovely Pop Century. Oh yeah. So why don't you just give us a rundown of what they can expect from this episode? So in this episode, we're going to give you a brief overview of Pop Century as um, one of the Disney resorts and give you an idea of how Disney resorts work, what happens to be at this one, and if it is a good fit for you or not. All right. Yeah, let's jump right in. So we are going to jump right in, talk about Pop Century Resort. So Kate, why don't you just give us a little overview of this resort? Awesome. I can do that. So Court and I... (laughs) I can do that. I can do that. (laughs) So Court and I have both stayed at Pop Century. Yes. How, How long ago has it been since you stayed there? So I stayed there in 2017 and then I stayed there recently this past February. Okay. So you've been twice. Mm hmm Okay, I stayed once and that was 2018. Okay. So it's been a little while, but I do remember going and I have fond memories. Pop Century is a value resort. Disney and their resorts as a as a whole have a tier system, kind of like their rides. They have the lower end or lesser valued ones and then the big ones that... Mm-hmm. Um, are considered for the resorts to be called the deluxe resorts and then in the middle you have your moderate resorts so just like you would expect the prices increase with each tier um first we have the value resorts which is where pop century can be found they are more um, economical for families um more reasonably priced but just like with the other you know, the deluxe resorts have more to offer um, mm-hmm. amenities wise. These resorts have amenities, but you can kind of expect them to be more of your run of the mill hotel with incredible theming. Yeah. I mean, it's really awesome, fun, vibrant theming. And as you go up the tiers, you get some very bougie environments. Absolutely. Which are so great with them themselves. Yeah. I think the value resorts, specifically at Disney, are. They're super themed, and mm-hmm. so um, they're great for kids. They're really fun to be, you know, running around and seeing these giant, super-sized figures. And um, for Pop Century, the theming of this particular resort is it follows decades. Um, so you have different areas of the resorts that are themed to the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yeah, it's your full like pop culture experience in each of those decades. Exactly. And to kind of 
kick off your stay when you get there you walk into the lobby and on the back wall there's this big timeline and it goes all the way from 1950 to maybe 1999 yeah i think it goes to 1999 um and it's got a ton of really cool memorabilia from all of these years and it pinpoints the years that these things came out whether it be records albums uh, toys technology i think they have like one of the first macs yes in uh like a shadow box type yeah. thing and i think that's part of the resort actually gets overlooked a lot because when you're checking in you don't notice that it's behind you on the wall but i actually stopped it back in february and took a look at it and i didn't notice it in 2017 and when i was there i was like wow this is really cool like i actually followed the timeline and looked at the memorabilia and thought it was a really cool addition to their lobby area yeah um and they've even got some stuff from like walt disney world's opening which was 1971 we're just about to hit the 50th anniversary and so um if you walk in there there's some cool memorabilia that really hits home with nostalgia and i think um the theming of this even though it's 50s through 90s um it's really probably fun for parents to take their kids here that is really and cool. be reminded of their childhood yeah or grandparents even and say oh my gosh little johnny look at this little johnny this this is a phone that i used to have in my room when i was younger or i remember when this came out um so i think it's a, a fun theme to give the older generations an opportunity to go back to that nostalgic place um, but still have it be exciting for their kids to enjoy as well it's definitely a nostalgic resort absolutely for sure how much um, does it cost to stay at pop century so because it's a value resort throughout the year disney does their um price changes where it's more expensive to stay certain times of year and less expensive to stay in less busy times of year and so the range for pop century is between like 160 to 360 which is that's expensive that's like if you're going like christmas probably yeah um super busy times of the year i actually checked if you and i were to be crazy and go this weekend the room rates for this weekend friday to sunday were 232 dollars a night all right well we're gonna pack our bags and head out how you guys have a great week (laughs) (laughs) that was um if that could be the reality i would stop recording right now and be on my way yep yep (laughs) yeah but um so it's it's a pretty big range a 200 dollars difference between the less busy times of year and the most busy times of year Uh, and 360 dollars a night isn't necessarily affordable for a handful of families um but what you are paying for is that disney experience Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, with all these post-COVID changes and a lot of the resort perks kind of diminishing, I'm not really sure how much um, people would be inclined to choose a resort like this. What are your thoughts? I think that, yes, a lot of those um, things are being changed because of COVID, especially at Pop Century. They do a lot of activities that are being shifted and changed for kids and if I was online and I saw it was $360 a night, I would say, no, I'm going to go find somewhere else to stay. But I do think the Pop Century is a great resort to stay at um, when it is in those lower ranges, especially because I'm not typically in the resort a lot. Like I would shift and change my plans if I was staying at a deluxe resort because I would want to utilize more 
of what the resort has to offer. Usually when I stay at one of the value resorts, I am just like coming and going. And not that they don't have great amenities, because I think they all have great amenities. Um, there's just not as much to do with these. And so I think um, with COVID taking some of those away from the resorts that don't already don't have a lot to offer, I think that kind of makes the price a little harder to pay. But I think it just depends on the time of year and kind of what the resort has to offer around that time. So absolutely. I mean, when you think if you're wanting to stay in the Disney bubble and get the Disney experience and you can't afford the the eight hundred dollar a night like Grand Floridian Riviera <laughs> I mean Polynesia. dream but that's I mean expensive. And, and those have ranges too I mean sometimes they are in the 500s but still 500 a night is that's a lot yeah especially you know even for a weekend that's that's a pretty pricey uh budget that you'd be working with there so um, I think you know if you are wanting to stay in the Disney bubble the theming is fun here the pricing is reasonable mm-hmm. in terms of Disney resorts and you are still within you know resort property or Disney property to be able to get slight perks um, that come with staying at a resort like this and out of all the value resorts it is one of the most affordable hotels in that category which is really awesome Um, it is less expensive than the art of animation which is a very popular resort as well yeah because it's themed what are all the animation what are some of the other value resorts that fall into this category as well to compare so it against? yes so we've got art of animation pop century we've got all-star movies all-star music and all-star sports so all the all-star resorts and then you've got pop and you've got the art of animation yeah i think if i feel like disney's come out with a couple of newer deluxe resorts i think they might benefit from a, a new value. I know they added Grand Estino Tower to Coronado mm. Springs, which is a moderate, um, and they did some updates to Caribbean Beach, again a moderate. Um, yeah, I think but, we could do it with another value. Yeah, but even though there's not a new value, they did do a renovation here at Pop Century. Yes, they did. So in 2017, they actually renovated all the rooms to a much more modern look, and I'm going to dive into that a little bit later. But um, that gave Pop Century rooms quite the facelift, and yeah. they look very modern and nice. Like they're very nice on the inside. And before, I don't, I hadn't, I wasn't there prior to the refurbishment, so I can't, I can't comment on what it looked like before. But from pictures, I'm like, whoa, that looks a whole lot different. Yeah, I, and when I first saw them, the thing that came to my mind was like, oh. Uh, a miniature or I don't know the right the right word but it kind of reminded me of contemporary but mm. like you know smaller room and within a yes. value resort it kind of gave that modern um what's that? like Andy Warhol like the Andy Warhol Mickey type thing and contemporary oh, yeah. like they have the different Mickey pictures in there that give that really modern clean look yeah they have this right above the bed they actually have this like they have four mickey like pop art it's mm-hmm. funny pop century yeah, pop yeah. art it looks like pop exactly. art exactly from like the old school uh what's it called like the mac photo booth when you see like the <laughs> pop art icons that's that's what it makes me think of but it's it's definitely a modern approach to that really bright and vibrant theming that they have over at pop century but there is a really f- cool fact about pop century about before it opened and a part of it that was abandoned. 
Yeah. Do you want to comment on that? Yes, of course. Abandoned I to... things. People would love to hear about abandoned Disney properties. I so I know. Well, Pop Century opened in 2003, December 2003. So when Disney initially opened this resort, they had the intention of doing a phase two. And phase two, so we've got the 50s through the 90s mm-hmm. at Pop Century, the main hub of what you experience today. And they started on a project that was phase two that was going to be called the Legendary Years. Oh, yeah, it was after they opened it. I thought it was before. I don't know why I thought that, but... They had they had the plans. I mean, I think the intention when they opened was, mm-hmm. well, we're going to start with this because it falls within the budget, but eventually we'll do this. And they actually did start on the project and, you know, put buildings up and get infrastructure rolling. Um, and then I, I don't know the hard timeline to the story but i think through some budget cuts they they canceled the project and said we're just gonna have to push pause on this and there was like old infrastructure of half of what was supposed to be pop century left just sitting there for years which is weird imagine staying at pop century and being like what are those buildings over there yeah and so the legendary years was going to be 10s 20s 30s 40s um leading up to the 50s Mm -hmm. um which if you stop for a second and think about like a great gatsby style disney resort that would be that would have been really cool so cool yeah so it's a shame they didn't go through with that yeah and like i said you know with people wanting to have that full disney experience but also wanting a family-friendly budget for me, like for me, my family, when we all go, there's seven of us. So we need two rooms. Mm. So if you're staying at a deluxe resort, that's a lot. That's a lot of money per night. And so these bigger families that want to stay in the Disney bubble but have family friendly pricing, this second, this phase two would have been nice. But the good news is that phase two did eventually pick back up, but it just turned into a different project altogether. And it then became. Disney's art of animation, which is cool, so cool because yes. when you when you look at the way that art of animation and pop century are centered on the map, you can see there's this big bridge between the two resorts. And I before today actually didn't realize that that was actually a prior project until you told me, and I was like, wow, yeah, okay, this could have been something totally different. And then they turned it into art of animation, which now really it makes it very easy to be able to resort hop. So like if you are wanting to go grab some food from Art of Animation, you totally can. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can just walk back over the bridge and go to Pop Century. And Art of Animation, I don't know if we'll ever get to reviewing that resort, but is really cool in itself because it focuses a lot on the animation of these Disney films, some of the iconic Disney films, and are themed to all that. So you've got a Cars Land and you've got a um, Cars Land, <laughs> Disneyland. But um, and you also have like the Little Mermaid and... And Finding you can choose, and the and Finding Nemo, and all these rooms are really themed to that, and that is that is beautiful within its own self, and that's why like it its pricing is a little bit higher because you get to stay in a room that literally looks like Little Mermaid, which is every kid's dream. Yes, um, but I think it's cool that they did change that project into Art of Animation because that resort has ended up being a big hit for a lot of people. Yeah, I think too. Again, we're not reviewing Art of Animation, but Art of Animation when they did decide to do it. Disney noticed the need for um, something a little more family-centered. So Art of Animation has the family suites. 
that oh, Pop yes. Century yes. doesn't have. They don't have sweets at Pop Century. Um, so on another day, we can break that down oh, and yeah. talk about what the difference is. But um, that bridge you were talking about that goes between the two mm-hmm. is actually titled the Generation Gap Bridge. That's so cool. And so that's what, again, this was a project that was in motion that got halted, canceled, and reworked into Art of Animation. And so obviously Generation Gap meaning between early 1900s, late 1900s, and you kind of jump the gap there Mm -hmm. um, by crossing the bridge, which was a really neat idea. Um, But if if it had to be canceled, I'm glad Art of Animation is what became the result. Because you end up getting two resorts out of it versus a larger Pop Century. Yeah. So when my husband and I stayed at Pop Century, we actually did just that. We we stayed at Pop Century, but at night when we had gotten back from the parks and were ready to um, just kind of chill for the night, we actually just went and walked around Art of Animation. We checked out their food court, their bakery cases, just to see what was going on over there, even though we were staying next door. It's a really cool feature to have at a value resort, because I don't think any of the other value resorts allow that easy type of like walk around. Absolutely. It's kind of like the idea between like Polynesian and Grand Floridian or something like that, but it's the value version, which is it's cool. Yeah. Um, well, you spoke on food court at yeah. Art of Animation, but food at Pop Century. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so there is a, um, the food at Pop Century is not like a, you should go to Pop Century and eat their food. Like, I would not probably recommend somebody to, like, they had to pick a dining place (laughs) on property to go there. But for a food court, it has your basic essentials. You got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can really go by there and grab a quick bite to eat. Sometimes, like, in the morning, I would go by and grab, like, a banana or, like, a granola bar and or sometimes a little muffin and head out, out to the parks. So I think that um, it is a great quick stop for you to just get some basic essentials. Nothing mm-hmm. super out there, but they are known for one thing specifically. And what is that special thing? The tie-dye cheesecake. I don't like cheesecake, but that sounds really cool. I like cheesecake, but I've never had this. I know it's... So with this particular item, some of these Disney resorts have these food items that are solely unique to that that property that space on um in disney and so the tie-dye cheesecake the only place you can find it is at pop century you can't go to magic kingdom and find one it's it's pop century alone that's the only place you can get it um it's a tie-dye like classic cheesecake on top of a red velvet cake i think like the base is red velvet cake um so i'm sure it's delicious but i've never had it but I know people do make trips specifically to Pop Century to get that. Um, you mentioned breakfast. Have you did when you stayed there? Did you see the pop waffles? I did not see the pop waffles. So a lot of the resorts traditionally have the Mickey waffles, the little Mickey waffles that you yeah. can get for breakfast. Um, I don't know if they still do them at Pop Century, but the logo, the pop logo, like when you pull up to the resort and it says pop and yeah. it has the big kind of cartoon geometric shape behind it i don't know what you would call it <laughs> it's like a like a uh the conversation bubble like a spiky yeah like a, a, spiky. a spiky conversation bubble i would i would and describe it, it as what you would put behind like boom or kapow in a comic book yes yes that <laughs> the boom kapow's shape exactly anyway it says pop inside one of those and there are oh. waffles that they make instead of being Mickey waffles or pop waffles and that it has is, the logo on it. That's awesome. So no, I didn't see those when I was there. Maybe they still have them. Maybe I just didn't see it, but 
yeah, their food court is got some great options um, for a quick bite and it's really easy to get in and out of there. They do mobile ordering and um, they've got lots of seating in their food court area for you to, to chill out and eat. Yeah. Um, I think that's convenient for families with younger kiddos who want to split their day up. If you mm -hmm. go to a park in the morning and you want to come back to the resort, have some lunch, get some pool time in. Yes, it's and very reasonably priced too. Yeah, it's it makes it easy to split the day up. Yes, exactly. I would 100% agree. Agree? Agree. <laughs> Words are just hard, guys. Gosh. Um, transportation. So, on from food, on to transportation. Um, at Pop Century, you can either take the bus or the Skyliner to parks, which is a huge, like, perk of Pop Century. A huge perk. And that wasn't there when I stayed. Yeah. So I didn't get to experience that. I got that. to experience it in February. And I was, a very, I was very interested to see what the Skyliner, how the Skyliner timing would be better in comparison to, if it would be better in comparison to the buses. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you don't know what the Skyliner is, the Skyliner is like a gondola wired system, like any type of in the air gondola thing you'd see. But they call it the Skyliner and it connects, it start, one of the stations is at Pop Century, in between Pop Century and Art of Animation. And there are stops over at Caribbean Beach and Riviera, and also it'll take you to Hollywood Studios and Epcot. So if you're heading to those parks, it's a great alternative to bus transportation to get to where you need to go parks-wise. And so I think that is a big pull for people wanting to stay at Pop Century because they get say, hey, I'm getting a value resort, but I'm also getting the Skyliner out of it. And I can confirm, the Skyliner is very quick. Yeah. Like, very quick. It was much faster than buses. And yeah. I, every time I had to go to Hollywood Studios or Epcot, I was on that Skyliner. Well, also because they don't offer buses to those parks currently yeah. because the Skyliner exists. So Yeah, I think it's it's an omni-mover system. It never stops. It's continually running from its checkpoints, stop points. And um, I think for me, mentally anyway, when you're in Disney World, everything's about waiting in lines. Mm -hmm. And so if there is a line, because I know from experience of staying at a different resort, when you are trying to rope drop and you get out to the Skyliner... <sighs> There's a long line. There's a very long yes. line. Yes, and if you go from Pop and you want to go to Epcot, you actually have to stop at the Riviera mm -hmm. Station and get off and get on another line of right. the Skyliner. And that line, so like when I went, the Pop Century line was not long, but the one when we got to the station to switch Skyliners to go towards Epcot or Hollywood Studios, that line was long. And so there were times where I was like, man, we should have just gotten a bus. But then it really moved pretty quickly. Like I, this, the line, I feel like was constantly moving. Yeah. And I think for me mentally, like seeing that line in the morning and being like, oh, I want to get to rope drop. There's so many people. But in the back of my head, knowing the line is continuously moving mm -hmm. there, you might be see seemingly in the back of the line, but every single second you're stepping forward yes. because somebody is loading and so the next person's up and somebody loads and the next yeah. person's up so and it's, it's fun yeah it really is fun to be in the skylander and you you fly over a lot of different things mm -hmm. uh, on the disney property you get to see some of the resorts up close like the riviera and um it takes you right into hollywood studios and epcot which is super awesome um yeah. but they do still have the buses available for you to go to magic kingdom disney springs or Animal Kingdom, um, but their bus stations, they're not actually covered. They're a little, op they're open. So if you, if it's raining, then you are standing in the line, <laughs> in the rain. 
um, which I would say is, is a con, but really the buses are running every 20 minutes or so. So um, they do have a little covered area behind the lines if you have somebody waiting in line for you and you can kind of take a step back. But <laughs> The hero of the group. The hero of the group, for sure. <laughs> but I will say when I was there in February, there was one morning me and my friend came out to get in line for the buses and the lines were ridiculous. I was like, I'd never seen the lines so long. The one for Magic Kingdom was like wrapped around the building. And I said, I'm not about to wait in this line because with COVID protocols, they were only boarding so many people on the buses. And I said, it's going to take us forever to get there. So we actually Ubered from Pop Mm -hmm. Century to Magic Kingdom. And it was actually, I mean, it was pretty cheap. It was probably $15. And we got there, gosh, five, 10 minutes. And in that situation, it was totally worth it to Uber. And so... If you're ever at one of these value resorts and the bus lines are kind of long, sometimes that can tend to be the case because there's a lot of people staying there and they don't run as many buses, I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, Uber is a good choice and it's not yeah. super expensive. So that was a kind of another form of transportation yeah. that I used recently that was that was helpful. Yeah, and something that's somewhat new to Pop Century is now there's overnight parking rates if you drive oh, there. Yeah, it's $15 a night. And so um, it's it's unfortunately $15 a night, but when you're staying on a Disney property, Disney resort, you can drive to the gate. You could, if you were staying at pop century, paying $15 a night for your car to be there, hop in the car in the morning, drive to ticket and transportation center. You get to park there for free. It's typically 25. I think it's like 22, 25. You can park a ticket and transportation center that take the, you know what I'm trying to say. You can park there for free. If you're staying on a Disney property. Oh, I didn't realize that. I'm pretty sure. I could be, mm, we'll have to fact check that. Fact check. We'll be back on that one. We're going to do a post-season fact check and uh, post all the things (laughs) we said. All the things we said that we were going to look up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, one thing that's also cool about the bus system at Pop Century is that it actually has its own dedicated bus service. Mm -hmm. So for the all-star resorts, which includes the all-star sports, all-star movies, all-star music, they actually run on the same bus system. So if you get on one of those buses, they actually are going to stop at those other two um, resorts before they head to the park that you're heading to. Pop Century has its own system where it just yeah. does resort to park, resort to park, park to resort. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's also a huge plus for this resort, for it being a value. I just think Pop Century has a lot more to offer in that value category than any of the other resorts that are in there. So I thought that was um, pretty cool. Yeah, I definitely agree. I have been to Disney many a times and I have been one of those resort guests who waited in line for 15, 20 minutes, the bus shows up and it goes to another resort before it gets to yours and there's hardly any room. And so it's hard. The whole group can't get on or you have to wait for the next bus. Um, So because pop is on its own bus line, it makes it so the line that you see is the line that you get, which is a little bit I know, like I said, Disney is a lot about the lines that you're waiting in and managing those. And so um, if you go out in the morning and you see that the line is super long to get to Magic Kingdom, at least you know that the bus isn't going to another resort before they pick you up. That is good. What else can we talk about? Ooh, the rooms. Yes, the the newly renovated Pop Century yes. rooms. Throwing it back to the rooms again. So Pop Century has four room categories, standard, preferred, and pool view or regular view. Um, they are all the same. Like you said, there are no family suites, but they were recently ref- uh, refurbished in 2017. So they do have that modern feel, which is really cool. 
um, in the rooms they have two beds and the beds the way the beds are set up in these rooms I think is really cool um, they are both queen beds which to note it is the only value resort that has queen beds in its standard rooms that's a big deal that's a really big deal because those rooms are like 260 square feet so yeah. to have two queens in there that's awesome but the way that they make the room feel bigger is they do have one freestanding bed normal bed that's a queen bed and then they have a murphy bed which is also queen size and when it the murphy bed is pulled up and not in use there's actually a table with chairs mm -hmm. that is attached to the murphy bed and when you pull the bed down the that the table actually folds in and becomes part of the bed base which yeah so efficient so efficient if you are only if it's only two people staying in the room then you have lots of open space um, but if you do have you know multiple people staying in the room and you need to use both beds you just go ahead and pull that down and you still have a little bit of room around each bed but i thought that was a really cool feature of this room and i was kind of worried the first time i stayed there that the murphy bed wasn't going to be comfortable mm -hmm. but it's comfortable it feels just like the other bed yeah it's just a mattress on a different frame i know which is so smart on their part because i mean let's say hypothetically we go on a girl's trip and there's four of us in a room everybody's awake getting ready just mm -hmm. throw that bed up give everybody some space yeah like i mean i think that makes a lot of sense um in terms of keeping the space small like you said it's like a 260 square foot room so it's not it's definitely not spacious but when you take off one of those beds or take up one of those beds from the floor mm -hmm. it gives you plenty of room to move around and not feel cramped in there yeah i love that you can do that especially like you said when there's multiple girls in the room needing to get ready and needing to get ready you need a lot of mirrors and the bathroom has three separate mirrors there's a full-length mirror which is essential to make sure your disney fit is on point exactly um they have a light up makeup mirror which is good and then the big over the sink mirror as well and they also have some good like led lighting in there that I was really impressed with so it definitely has that modern feel and the sink is separate from the toilet and the shower is like a little door that separates that which I think is just a nice little added feature I mean mm -hmm. the bathroom is small it's not yeah. a big bathroom especially when you have multiple people in there but yeah. being able to like shower use the bathroom and close the door and somebody can be out in the sink that definitely yeah. helps um, they also have a small area for you to hang some clothes that has like uh, ironing board iron you know the essentials that you usually have yeah. in a hotel room yeah so um the bathroom is really cool and the room setup is is great as well um they have your mini bar your little area where you can put snacks and a little shelf there yeah so i think the way that they designed the rooms was very efficient yes and it provides a lot of space in a small space i think the, sometimes there's a misconception or notion that you're paying value prices at Disney and you're not going to get Disney quality mm -hmm. um, because it is the lowest tier option um, and hotels that have like the outdoor um, or the outside entry versus it being hallways inside and it kind of gives like sometimes like motel yeah motel vibe yeah if you um, didn't know all the rooms are exterior facing no, there's no interior hallways. They're it's, covered. They're covered, yes. Yeah. But it's it's set up more like a motel where you mm -hmm. can see the door. Yeah, and so I think it's probably easy to 
if you drive by or walk by those and think, eh, it's probably, if I'm paying $360 a night to stay at a motel. And that's like really outrageous, guys, just so you know. It's not typically that expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like if you want to stay on a holiday, like yeah. Halloween or Christmas or the 50th anniversary. Like, oh, I'm sure it's going to, yeah, October 1st will be like $360 a night. Yeah. There. But I think it makes it so, I mean, if I were to stay at your everyday Hilton for probably around there like between 180 220 dollars a night yeah it's the same quality i would say yeah would maybe say a little so maybe a little more space in the hilton like or you, like a disney springs hotel exactly um but you're closer to the parks you have awesome theming around you and it's it's very fresh and updated yeah i mean typically i haven't had like any no issues with noise or anything um because you have like a window and your your exterior facing um, sometimes if people are getting home super late from the parks and are just being loud, you can hear them. But most of the time, I'm so tired from my day at the parks mm-hmm. that I am, like, out and I yeah. can't hear anything. Yeah. So I haven't had much issues, like, with noise or anything like that, which is great. But I do, like I said, think that they really design these rooms with efficiency in mind and family-friendly to be able to have more space so like when you walk in it the room feels very adult like because it is so modern but it also has so many like kid touches to it as well Mm -hmm. I feel like and um it's definitely good for families yeah I think if there's anywhere for like noise because it is so family friendly during the day at the pool oh yeah every time I've walked by that pool I haven't been by since COVID hit but every time I walk by that pool it is hopping yeah there are a lot of people out there (laughs) well they have three pools um across the property and most of them are all like the, the hippie is it hippie dippy pool hippie dippy pool that's the one that's always popping that's yeah. the one right by like the center of yeah. everything it's the biggest pool so there's a lot more space for kiddos to be playing around i think that's the one that's next to the petals pool bar oh i've um, never been, been to the pool bar have you i've not been i have been by uh i think the one time or not the one time. The one time I stayed at Pop Century, the times that I walked by it, it wasn't open yet because it was morning <laughs> and I was like on my way to either get breakfast yeah. and head out or it was closed because I got back late. And that's kind of what you're saying earlier of when I'm particularly, for me, staying at one of these value resorts, I am wanting to have a friendly budget Disney trip where I'm at the parks most of the time. I'm not really spending a ton of my time at the resorts. For families with younger kids who do like need that day break, who want the fun themed pool, um, this is a great spot. And you can tell when you walk by that there are so many kids at the pool, so many families hanging out, Mm -hmm. so many parents getting a little something something at Petals. Um, (laughs) Like we on vacation. Yeah. um, But... Uh, for me personally as a young adult I like the pricing and that it keeps me in the Disney bubble Um, and you know I'm not going to probably spend a ton of my day using the amenities that are there but they're definitely fun to walk by you said amenities I got excited (gasps) amenities amenities what could those be (laughs) so the pop century resort has a business center I don't know many people use that anymore but they do have a business center if you need to use a computer or print anything out you know (laughs) it's there for you they also have a little kids play area that has like disney movies playing on a tv where kids can kind of hang out while mom and dad are checking them into the hotel room so that's like the typical norm like 
kids go over there and watch a little thing while we check in. <laughs> yep. So they do have that. Um, they have a gift shop that is attached to the food court. It's called Everything Pop, and it has a good, a good array of different Disney merch. Um, not everything, obviously. Everything pop, but not everything. <laughs> but they also have some items like medications and first aid items in there you can buy if you just need to grab something pretty quickly. But you can grab some pretty good merch in there as well if you're looking for something while you're waiting on your food to be made or kind of whatever. So they also have the food court, like we already mentioned. And um, at the pools, they have complimentary towels and life vests. A lot of hotels, like, they don't, like, you have to bring your own towel, but this one you get your own they have provide the towels and life vests for kids that can't swim so if you have young kids that's also really great for the pool areas yeah i think the life vests in particular if i'm a parent i don't want to pack no. like swimmies Puddle or jumpers. a life vest for my kid to go to the pool that's a really nice thing to be like oh they've got that there i don't need to worry about packing it yeah, or like my a beach ki- towel yeah my kid is safe i've got towels uh little johnny like earlier he threw our towel into the pool little johnny back to little johnny i don't know who this child is but he's up to something um you know they they've got you covered and i do think having the little um business center could be convenient if you needed it uh as well as not only having a gift shop but having a spot that you can go to if you forgot something or like um i've seen like toothbrushes toothpaste yes that kind of stuff too um ibuprofen you've been walking all day long and you forgot to pack yours Mm -hmm. and your body aches they also have this service which i um i think all the disney resorts have this service but if there are items that you need from a pharmacy off property they actually have a um like a almost like a doordash delivery style thing you didn't know about this i didn't know so there's a um there's this like a a drugstore in Orlando that partners with the Disney resorts. And I know they do it at Pop, and I think they do it for all of them, but I'm not entirely sure. But I, for example, I needed, I think I needed some like decongestion pills or something because I got sick while I was there. And I was able to go on, buy them, and they, they brought them to the resort. I got a notification when they had arrived at the resort. I went down to the front desk, gave my last name, and they gave me my pills, which it's great. Like you can order like razors, like anything that you need from like a pharmacy. They will deliver it to the resort for a fee, obviously, but then you go down to the front desk and you get what you need. Yeah. Which is super helpful in my situation where we didn't have a car. We Mm -hmm. flew to Orlando and um, took the Magical Express to the resort, which is the Disney um, bus service they have between the airport and the resorts, which is rip going away at the end of this year. So we're definitely going to miss that. Mm -hmm. But because we didn't have a car, that was very helpful. So that's another, I guess, amenity, a partnership that they have with something that's kind of off property. Yeah, again, just one of those little touches to being in the Disney bubble. They Mm. always are trying to do things to make your stay as convenient as possible. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are like those convenience fees to be able to have something delivered to you. But if I don't have to find an Uber to go to a pharmacy in a town I don't know, they can just send it to me yeah, I'm going to probably pay that convenience fee and just enjoy my trip. I placed my order and then by like lunchtime it had, I got the notification that it had arrived and I was able to get like so what cool. I need. So that was that was really cool. Um, that was like a little side note of an additional kind of amenity that they have. Um, but one other thing is that they do have a playground um, at the resort. I've never seen it, but it is in the 70s section. So if you have kids and you want a playground, they got a little playground area. 
And also one thing that's not really an amenity, but it's just kind of convenient is that the buildings are actually more compact at this resort. They're a lot closer together. Yes. So there's not as much of a need for you to get a preferred room. Mm-hmm. A preferred room is something that's a little bit closer to the lobby, closer to the buses. Um, but if you have a standard room, which is a little bit cheaper, and that's that base price, um, you're really not having to walk a lot. Like the resort yeah. isn't huge, which is nice yeah. in the sense of like, oh, I've got to walk to the bus or I'm so tired from walking on the oh parks all day. Yeah. It's not that far to get to your yeah. room. I've had that at Caribbean Beach before where like you get off the bus and it's a 15 minute walk back <laughs> to your where your room is and that's not fun. So it's definitely like more reasonable or less stressful if you get put in that one room that is at the other end when I stayed there I was at the far end and it was not bad at all to walk from there to the bus stop and while you're walking if you are walking from your resort room to the like lobby area they do have some like little trivia like on little like um little placards in the ground that you can read as you walk up to the lobby that gives you facts about the era that you're staying in and stuff like that so I thought that was a really cool piece of the resort just as you're walking by the lake and walking towards the either the Skyliner or the lobby kind of um that is what I thought was really cool yeah some fun theming to look at but also opportunity to maybe learn a little something I know and opportunity like I said for those parents to be like Hey, little Johnny, look at this plaque. <laughs> How many times is little Johnny going to be mentioned in this episode? I don't know. We should make it a game. Yeah, well, we're at three. Okay. In case you're wondering. Well, third time's the charm. Maybe I'll stop now. <laughs> <laughs> there is something really cool about some bowling pins ah. at the resort. Bowling Do you pins. know this fun fact? I don't know this fun fact. Let's hear it. Okay, okay, okay. So, when you go bowling and there are bowling pins, there's, what, ten pins at the end of the... Ten Pin Alley. Ten Pin Alley. There we go. So um, at Pop Century, there is um, one of the buildings is has these really huge bowling pins. I'm is not it, sure what era it's in. I think in. it's the 60s. Sure. Or, We're going to say it's the 60s. 60s or 50s. Fact check. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but basically, they have, at the end of all, each of the buildings, they have these stairwells that have these huge bowling pins. And if you count all the bowling pins, there are only nine. So where is the 10th bowling pin, you ask? It is actually in the bowling pin pool. So that area has a bowling pin themed pool. It's shaped like a bowling pin. And that is the 10th bowling ah, pin. It got knocked over. Yeah, Really terrible bowl. You only hit one pin. I know. But I thought <laughs> I saw that online and I thought, wow. I think. Like, what a cool detail. Yeah, that is. That's, that's one of the reasons why I love Disney is they think of things like that. The minute things where... The one person that's like, hey, every time you bolt, there's 10 pins. Why isn't this ninth one Someone's like, I counted these. There's not 10. Where's the 10th? Yeah. They're like, don't worry. We thought of that. Whereas me, I'm like, huh? (laughs) Like bowling pins? Oh, that's what they are. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I'm sure that there are tiny details throughout that are probably Mm -hmm. fun. And like you said, the the trivia maybe relates to things you see on the buildings and items. Uh, I know that they have different movies represented from the different decades they came out um and lots of little items that were kind of like the big hits of those eras like Mm -hmm. i know the 90s has rollerblades so fun the 50s maybe has like records Mm -hmm. record player um, walkman um i know they have like poodle skirt stuff i mean there's lots of little things that are obviously 
meant to represent that era and that decade. And um, I think you could learn a lot just by mm-hmm. walking around and being like, oh, I didn't realize that this is when this came out or when this was popular. I think yeah. there's like a giant Play-Doh. Yes, there is. There's all kinds and of stuff. And on the Play-Doh, I noticed this. I was just another fun fact that I saw online. It said that on the on part of the Play-Doh, there's like a there's like a fingerprint, like a thumbprint in the Play-Doh, like mm. like it would be if you were holding it. Like the detail in it is really yeah. cool. So crazy. So overall, what would you rate this resort if you were to give it stars? How many stars would you mm. give this resort in your opinion? If we're just comparing it to other value resorts. If we're comparing it to other value resorts, I am going to probably rank this the highest among the value resorts. And I would do it that way. I haven't stayed at All Stars or Art of Animation. I've definitely walked through Mm -hmm. um, those resorts. But um, Art of Animation is the highest priced value resort. And I think it maybe is attributed to family suites, but also to the theming. The theming there is incredible. So it's very fun to, if you're there with younger kids, to stay there and have them get excited about all of the Disney (laughs) stuff that they're surrounded by. Um, But in terms of what you get, it's fairly similar to Pop Century, and it's it's significantly more expensive. I've seen the art of animation rooms get up in the 400s. Which is crazy to me. Yeah, for a value resort. And, you know, if the idea behind having the tiers is to have those value prices. That's not a value uh, price. Yeah, it's not, it's not attainable for a lot of families to no. spend that much money per night. And so with Pop, yes, you can have the more expensive dates, but it usually falls within an average hotel rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get really cool theming. If you have younger kids, they're going to be excited to find all the little details the supersized disney characters and items um, that they might recognize or that you could teach them about um and they have the amenities like the pool and arcade playground all that kind of stuff um with being in the disney bubble so you get transportation you're Mm -hmm. connected to the skyliner i think it checks all the boxes in terms of if i'm gonna stay on Disney property, I want to at least get A, B, and C. I think you get all those things when you stay there. So yeah, for I me, I agree with all that. For me, Pop Century is the highest value resort in that tier. I would also rate it like five out of five stars for that sense. I mean, everything that you just said was what I was going to say. So I'm sorry. I you read my mind. No, you read my mind <laughs> and hit the nail on the head with that. I do think, in addition to what you said, this resort is for anyone. Yeah. This resort is for families. This is resort for solo adult trips. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really caters to both in its own sense. Like you said, the theming for kids is really fun. But also the theming for adults is really fun because it really like pulls at your heartstrings and the nostalgia. It's yeah. very classic Disney. Yeah. And because it, it goes through like what, the 1990s. And so... You, it's a blast from the past, and it's fun to kind of relive some of those characters that um, were discovered in that time, mm-hmm. and also like, oh my gosh, look at that Walkman, and look at these roller skates, and like you <laughs> just you feel like you're in the '90s again, and being a '90s baby, that is fun for me. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I would say it's kind of for both of those people as well. Yeah, I think if you truly asked me what 
I would choose um, between Value and Disney Springs Good Neighbor Hotel. Mm-hmm. I've actually stayed at the Disney Springs Good Neighbor Hotels more frequently than I have Pop. Um, they are, generally speaking, same price or a little less. Um, but you're right across from Disney Springs, and so that's that's what you're close yeah. to. You're not close to the parks. So if what you're trying to get out of your visit as more of the young adult category of somebody who's trying to have a financially friendly Disney trip, be in the Disney bubble, get the Disney perks. You have the Skyliner that takes you directly to Epcot and Hollywood Studios right outside where you're staying. If you're trying to maximize your park time, that's the spot. Yeah. I think, personally. I agree. I like staying at the Disney Springs hotels. They're comfortable. They're nice. But you do have to also pay for parking there and drive in. The, some, they have transportation, but it's definitely not Disney transportation. Mm. So yeah, that, is, that Disney transportation for free is definitely a perk at all, yeah. all Disney resorts. But yeah, you heard it here. You got the Court and Kate stamp of approval on uh, Pop Century. Thanks for hanging with us and talking with us about Disney resorts. We hope to hear from you guys on what resort we you want us to do next. All right, guys, so we're back with our small shop shout out. And Kate, why don't you let us know who our small shop is this week? I usually let you take the lead on this, so I don't know that I've actually had to say small shop shout out. Okay, you want to say it? Oh, you just said it. Okay, never mind. Yeah, (laughs) but I really enunciated it. Small shop shout out. Yes, Um, It's a mouthful. So this week, we are shouting out Hazel and Bean. Hazel and Bean is a small shop that is run by Sarah and her husband, and she also has two sweet little girls, Harper, and she just had a baby birdie. Um, Adorable. They're so fun and colorful. Their Instagram is beautiful. Um, I actually met them in the parks a couple of years ago. Um, We were standing in line to meet Chewy in (laughs) Hollywood Studios, and I had followed her on Instagram, and I recognized her, and... Um, just said hello and she said do you want a pin and I said of course I want a pin <laughs> so she used to um, make the um, pins like you collect pins she would make her own so I still have that pin it's on my um, little cork board for work um, but she just released this really cool um, t-shirt that is in honor of the 50th anniversary so it has a polar it's like three Polaroids on the shirt and the first Polaroid is of the castle opening day and it says 1971 like in like sharpie writing Uh and then the second one is the 25th it's the birthday cake and it says fun fact for the 25th anniversary they literally turned the entire castle into one big birthday cake and in my opinion it's kind of ugly but people love it sorry that's an unpopular opinion maybe if I could go back and see it I'd be so excited to see that in person yes I mean it was temporary if it wasn't temporary I definitely the whole castle was an entire it was like a pink pink yes so that was side note that was the 25th yes continue and then it has the 50th castle and it says 2020 that's really cool yeah so I said that's really cool also a million times in this episode (laughs) <laughs> there are a lot of cool Hazel things. Hazel Bean, you're really cool. Pop Century, you're really cool. That shirt that shirt sounds really cool. Yeah, so we just wanted to shout her out. Um, when I 
met her it was brief but she was so kind and you can just tell um, from her social media that she's so genuine and sweet and literally just had a baby so go support that mama yeah go find them on instagram birdie um and see what they're up to yeah hazel and bean find them on instagram all right, we're not going to sing Unpopular Opinion this week. <laughs> I was so ready to do it. Uh, I'm sorry, but I was like ready to sing it. Unpopular Opinions. Is that better? Uh, yeah, we need to get like like the... Um, a jingle. What's the what's the show? <laughs> Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? When it's like... like <laughs> that was probably worse than my singing oh, for me to just do that. But. Who knows? But we are back with our unpopular opinion. And this week, we put a poll out today. Today is Tuesday, and we are filming this on a Tuesday. And we put a poll out saying if you liked Figment or not. And, like, almost 25 of you said yes. And, like, three or four of you said no. And my unpopular opinion is that Figment is overrated and lame. <laughs> I... Figment for what he is now, yes, I agree. He's not my favorite. I love the idea of your figment of your imagination being yes. a character. Yes. So fun. But his voice is really annoying. And I feel like he could be like maybe just a little bit more like I don't like I don't envision the figment of my imagination being, a being dragon. annoying. Like this annoying Or a dragon. Yeah. He could be like a this purple like dragon animated blob, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Like Flubber. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Uh-huh. But Figment is a character um, based off of a ride at Epcot, um, Journey into Imagination, where this dinosaur, not dinosaur, dragon named Figment kind of takes you through all the senses and um, into your imagination a little bit. And Figment is used in a lot of merchandise in Epcot. He's used for a lot of festivals. And he's purple and orange and just, to, in my opinion, a little strange. But people are obsessed with him, and I am not. He's kind of like, he comes across as like the mascot of Epcot. He really, I mean, honestly, he's, yeah. So. He's the mascot of Epcot, which I'm like, okay. So yeah. if you if you are uh, completely in a disagreement with me on this, and you are very passionate about Figment, we'd like to hear your reasons why. Yeah, no, please, please let us know what we're missing. <laughs> what are we missing? How how do we love him? Please enlighten us. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I ride the ride every time I go when there's never a wait. Yeah, it's never. So, totally. which is confusing to me. If people love him as much as they say they do, why is there never a line? Yeah, I don't know. But people will buy his merchandise all day long. Yeah, and I just really don't want... He just really isn't cute enough for me to, like, wear him on a shirt or, like, mm-hmm. have him on a mug. <sighs> I don't know. That's just my opinion. Like, really, the most annoying thing to me is his voice. Like, if that's my... I mean, that's a pretty good point. If that's what's popping up in my imagination when I'm, like, daydreaming, I'm like, oh, shut that off. Mm. <laughs> I do not want to hear that if that is what uh, what it sounds like. But all forms of Disney creativity are appreciated, and I think they always lead to... He could be the one little spark. To lead to that oh that next thing that okay. maybe that everybody good. actually loves. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, that is our unpopular opinion. Court and I are in agreement that yes. Figment isn't really our favorite. I I said he was lame. I mean, I'm not I'm not hiding the fact that I don't okay. like him. I choose Orange Bird any day. Oh, that's cute. 
I love orange. We want to know um, what your unpopular Disney opinions are. So maybe we will put out a little uh, poll or question box on our Instagram where you guys can let us know what your unpopular opinions are. And maybe we'll talk about one of them in a future episode. Yeah. Instagram, where where can they find us? They can find us on Instagram at the castle chat. And where can they email us? You can email us at thecastlechat at gmail.com. Yeah. And like we mentioned last week, leave us a review. Give us five stars. Let us know how we're doing on your um, podcast platforms. We would love to hear from you guys. And yep. um, next week. Another week. What are we doing next week? Next week is going to be episode five of our first season. And the comment or the title is... The one with the dot 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 dot. What does that mean? It means like the one with the special guest. Like who's gonna who's gonna be our special guest? We're gonna bring somebody in to join us in this Disney conversation, and um, you get to hear from a different perspective on some Disney fun things. So who is gonna be our special guest? I have a personal attachment to our first guest ever, and it is my sister. Yay! So episode five is five is going to be the one with the sister. So fun. And what are we going to be talking about with your sister? We are going to be talking about Disney music Yay. in general. My sister, my sweet sister, is a musician. She, she's a lot of things. A musician is one of them. And she has a very unique understanding of what goes into making music and we're gonna pick her brain on what makes disney music so magical yay it's gonna be so much fun yes i can't, I can't wait. wait oh <gasps> jinx you owe me a trip to disney world jinx you owe me a happy meal with oh. a disney yeah toy? we went to mcdonald's this week and try and get the new 50th anniversary um toys and we did put a reel out on our Instagram, so you need to go ahead and check that out because it's been out this week, and now you're listening to this on Sunday. And if you haven't watched it yet, you better go back and watch it. You better. Well, I guess we're going to leave you guys with what we always leave you with, which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.